0: the Mainly Plants podcast. My name is Ryan Furman and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist. The website is mainlyplants.com. Uh, social media at mainlyplants. If you're going to do your Amazon shopping, support the podcast, help me out so I can continue to help you out. Uh, do mainlyplants.com Amazon. It'll take you straight to Amazon, do your shopping at no cost to you. just helps me out. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to... Everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast. Uh, it's awesome. I love it. Keep it up. Uh, this week's reviews come from Sam Sam, thank you, Emily K. Lee and Jojo. Uh, thank you very much for the for the reviews. It's awesome. I love reading it. Uh, even if you don't agree with everything that I say, please let me know. You know, uh, uh, the reviews. I read I read every review and it uh, it helps me out. So with that being said, let's get into it. This week talking about oil but not be first not be first that doesn't mean anything not before uh I talked to you about something that I noticed and I've been noticing it and want to briefly talk about it so you know you go to the gym at least I go to the gym fairly frequently and you see people there who, who are there every day at, at you know at the same time that you go usually the same people and a lot of people will be on the treadmill or doing, you know, a ton of, 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 ton of cardio or very strenuous lifting, you know, pouring sweat and really exerting themselves, yet they don't really have a great body uh, aesthetically. And so today, you know, I, I noticed, as I do all the time, that there was somebody on the treadmill the entire time that I was lifting, so about an hour and a quarter. And very fast-paced, sweating. You know, she was sweating a lot, and and you know, not very trim. Not like not fat by any stretch of the imagination, but not toned. Just an average, an average body, I would say, whatever that means. I hope I don't get a bunch of hate mail about this. But if you're listening to me, then you know how I am. So you know, so you know, I I thought to myself. It's a shame that she's doing all this cardio, but nothing's really—it's not really working for her. And it go, all harkens back to how nutrition is—is eighty is percent of how you look and feel, right? So you can, you can work out very strenuously as a lot of people do, but still eat like shit, and you're not going to have the body that you want. So, ironically, I went to Safeway right after the the gym today, a little uh, to get some little a few little things that I needed around the house and. I actually ended up in line in front of that same person that was on the treadmill. And she was emptying out her cart and it was a lot of yogurt, there was milk, uh, there was some cheese, I'm trying to think, oh, uh, chicken, eggs, That, that pretty much was what I noticed. And I thought to myself, you know, if she only knew that what she was eating was limiting her from achieving the body that I'm assuming that she wants if she's working that hard to get it and I don't I didn't know how to broach the, the topic with her I didn't want to turn to her and say you know listen I see you all the time at the gym busting your ass yet you're not very trim because that would be a- offensive so how would you guys recommend that myself or even people who are enlightened to this like my listeners go about uh, bringing this topic up do you do I do I have a responsibility to talk to this person about her diet or do I just leave it be and and hopefully she comes around someday or do I slip her a business card or do I just briefly mention you know that I'm plant-based I don't really I'm not really sure how to you know it's a lot it's easy when people come to me right when they send me a request through my website or through my email ryan at mainlyplants.com, or, or, or whatever because they're they're initiating it right they've come to the realization that they need to Enrich their health, but for those people who don't, do I have responsibility to do it? You know, with my friends and family, it's a lot easier. Obviously, they know who I am. With strangers, it's a lot more difficult, and I wish I could. I wish I could do it in a way that was acceptable. So, if you are listening and you have any good ideas, please, please let me know, um, because. I found myself in situations like that before, and we're not really sure how to go about uh, bringing it up or if I even should. So, with that being said, let's get into oil. There is, you know, I talked about last week on the podcast how there's all these different sects within the plant based diet lifestyle. You know, there's, like I said, there's high carb, low fat, high fat, low carb. Um, There is raw, there's raw till four. There, you know, there's Whole Foods. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff, uh, and one of them that is gaining notoriety and popularity is no oil. So, you know, I've talked about oil on the podcast. I've talked about fats. Uh, go back and listen to the fat podcast if you need to. But, you know, I there's certain oils that I recommend if you're going to eat oil. I personally do eat oil, but. Dr. Esselstein, who is kind of the, one of the godfathers of the plant-based movement, he is one of the doctors in uh, Forks Over Knives, for those of you who have seen Forks Over Knives, and he says no oil, not even olive oil, which goes against a lot of other advice out there about so-called good fats, right? And what he is saying is that the reality is that oils are extremely low in terms of nutritional value, which in fact they are. They contain no fiber, no minerals, and are 100% fat calories. Both the monounsaturated and saturated fat contained in oils, he claims, is harmful to the endothelium. And the endothelium is actually the, uh, the innermost lining of the artery. And the, that, that, that harm that's caused to the endothelium is a precursor to heart disease. So it doesn't, he's saying that it doesn't matter if it's olive oil, coconut oil, sesame oil, anything, just to avoid all oil. So, well, let's think about that, right? You get olive oil by smashing hundreds of or thousands of olives into a special machine to get the fat out, to get the fat molecules out of the olives, and it's concentrated into a liquid, right? And the argument is that it would be almost impossible to get that amount of fat if you're just actually eating the whole olive, and you know your body, your stomach would literally fill up before you could get to the point of you know a bunch of straight oil that equivalent. So what what Dr. Esselstein is saying is that is that means that just the, with simple you know arithmetic, for lack of a better word you can kind of get an understanding that maybe oils aren't good for you. And that a very small amount of oil, again, is what he's claiming, can have potentially negative effects on your body, since you wouldn't come into contact with that naturally. My issue is that, in the same regard, you wouldn't come into contact with tofu naturally, but tofu is very healthy for you. Now, obviously, you wouldn't come into tofu in the you know, natural world and you shouldn't be eating a ton of it, but it is healthy in moderate amounts, just like anything else, just like anything in a whole food plant-based diet. You know, yeah, I I preach and I practice eating 80 to 90% whole foods and 10 to 20% of it is not whole foods, meaning oil, tofu, uh, tempeh. Which is also very healthy for you. Sation, which is wheat gluten, which has been shown to be very good for certain people. Uh, so, it's it's that's where my issue lies. Is that just because this isn't a whole food, does that make that it's not healthy? You know, again, oil isn't a whole food, and it's extremely dense in calories. You know, if you think about it, vegetables typically have around hundred calories per pound, and fruit has around three hundred calories per pound. Oil, on average, has around 4,000 calories per pound, but it's a lot easier to eat a pound of vegetables or a pound of of fruit than a pound of oil. I think that's a, it's a bit of an extreme example to make an argument on. And this, this, this claim that you know olive oil can can oh olive oil and uh, as well as other oils, according to Esselstein and some research that he's seen, is that it can hurt your endothelial lining in your arteries. You know, the precursor to to heart disease. So again, oil. The fact is that it doesn't contain a lot of micronutrients. It does have a lot of omega three fatty acids, but not not pretty much not anything else. In that same line of thinking as Esselstein is Dr. Greger. Now, Dr. Greger is another big name in the whole food plant-based community. He wrote How Not to Die, which is a great book. Uh, I recommend it. It's on my recommended products page on mainlyplants.com. I love that book. It's very interesting. He has a great website. It's called nutritionfacts.org. And has some great information on there. What he is saying is that Coconut. I've seen that. You know, he talks about olive oil also and some other oils. But he, I was reading or watching a video that he had on coconut oil, and he was showing that coconut oil has has been shown to be as harmful to our cholesterol as butter, but doesn't mention the amounts. Just like uh, Dr. Esselstein doesn't talk about the specific amounts of harmful olive oil. But let's talk about coconut oil real quick. What about the effects that coconut oil has on our brain or our organs? MCT oil, which is derived from coconut oil. MCT stands for medium-chain triglycerides. Which I, I'm, MCT oil is one of those things that I love, and I push it a lot. It's ripe with health benefits. It is a uh, mood elevator. It's an appetite suppressant. It is an energy booster. It's really good brain food. And furthermore, coconut oil as a whole has been linked to healing damaged tissues and organs. It also controls blood sugar levels and improves insulin secretion. So there might be some negative effects that have been seen from coconut oil use in certain people, but it has a lot of health benefits as well. But let's, let's talk about olive oil again. Let's kind of go back to that because olive oil is kind of the, the main example used. And, you know, Esselstein really pushes this no oil thing, but talks specifically about olive oil the most, like I said. And Esselstein is very adamant that, that olive oil impairs the arterial flow, it hardens, it damages your arteries, and can also increase the risks of uh, contracting breast cancer. But Esselstein doesn't really talk a lot about all other oils. And Dr. Greger has cited evidence showing that olive oil has been has has been shown to reverse heart disease, but he pushes a no oil diet. So again, what I'm what I'm really trying to to trying to drill down and hopefully help you to see is that there are certain quote unquote good fats, good oils, right? Sesame oil, olive oil, hemp seed oil. Um, Avocado oil, coconut oil, MCT oil—these are all really good oils, in my opinion. Again, this is all my opinion, based on the research that I've seen. So, how come we can't have some of it? You know, again, Esselstein does say—I want to mention again and really help you think about this—that even small amounts can be damaging to our bodies. But I'm not seeing any studies. I've looked. I'm not seeing a study that shows that a small amount of olive oil is going to be damaging. You know, if you want to, if you want to add a couple tablespoons of oil to your stir-fry or to your salad dressing, in my opinion, go for it. It's not going to hurt you, in my opinion. I can't stress that enough. I am not a doctor. I am not a researcher. This is my opinion as a nutritionist and as somebody who has been practicing this for almost six years. I eat oil. I am in perfect health. No problem, my blood tests show no problem. I guess I can get a heart scan, although I'm a little young for it, uh, but my cholesterol is fine and I eat oil. And if coconut oil was as harmful as butter to our cholesterol, as Gregor, Dr. Greger claims, my cholesterol should be very high because I have a good amount of, of coconut oil. And I want to think about it this way also. What if we if we take an olive and eat it? We're getting olive oil, right? And Esselstein talks about how Eating olives is fine. So if we take ten olives and smash them down and use that oil, why is that bad? But eating ten olives isn't. Does that make sense? I hope it does. And you can you can extrapolate that for any any of those healthy oils, quote unquote healthy oils. If even a, a small amount of olive oil is bad for us, then shouldn't Esselstein be saying we shouldn't be eating olives at all? If if a small amount of any oil is bad for us, then we shouldn't be eating anything that contains a significant amount of oil, of fat. Avocados would be out of the question. Coconut would be out of the question. Sesame seeds would be out of the question. So how come it's okay to eat those things and get those oils rather than using it in its pure form, in moderation? Well, there's this issue of solvents and detergents, right? When... When oils are produced in factories, first of all, you should only be eating cold-pressed oils. And it should say on the bottle, cold-pressed. Other oils, when when they're extracted, heat will damage their structure, and that makes it bad for us, which I agree with. The detergents and solvents used in that same process are toxic to our bodies. So we shouldn't be eating anything that isn't cold-pressed. Cold-pressed is is, as natural, quote-unquote, as we can get. So, you know, again, when you're looking for oil and you go to the store and you're looking for olive oil or coconut oil or sesame oil or or any of the oils that I've outlined in the many podcasts, specifically the Fats podcast, it should say cold-pressed right on it. So I'm not really sure, again, what the long-term effects are. None of us really do. But, in my opinion, oil's fine. Use it in moderation, just like you should be eating everything on a whole food plant-based diet. And I don't think you're going to have a problem. If you have any questions or you disagree with me or something wasn't clear, please let me know. Uh, email me, at mainlyplants.com. Direct message me on, on social media or go through the website. I also want to talk about, real quick, there was a question raised to me about uh, B12, and it back in way back at the beginning of when I started the podcast I talked about B12 and how it's really the only supplement that we need to eat as 100% plant-based people because we can't really get it otherwise in significant amounts and I talk about or I recommend that when you get your B12 you get the methyl right there's when you look at your at your B12 pill bottle or your multivitamin that contains B12. If you look at the back of the nutrition facts, it'll say B12. And in parentheses, it'll have a long word that starts with either methyl or cyana. Now, again, just to refresh you, cyna means it's synthetically produced. Methyl is naturally derived. So in the spirit of keeping things as natural as possible, I recommend the methyl. Because your body knows what to do with it, you get a better absorption rate. Now, Dr. Greger does recommend the cyna because it does maintain its molecular structure a little better on the shelf. But if you're taking B12 daily, then there's not really much of an issue if you're taking the methyl. Even Even if the structure does collapse a little bit, you're still getting it daily in adequate amounts and if you don't know what adequate amounts are, you should be talking to me or going back and listening to the B12 episode. But my assumption is that if you're taking a B12 uh, supplement daily, you're getting adequate amounts. It's really hard to be deficient in B12 if you're taking a supplement. So, again, the cyan is synthetically produced, so your body doesn't really know how to absorb it as well as the methyl, which is naturally derived. So, there's an argument for either. If you want to take the cyan, go for it. If you want to take the methyl. That's what I recommend. Either one's going to be fine for you. It's not an issue that you should really give much thought to. Just take B12 if you're not going to have a problem with it. That being said, next week on the podcast, I, in, barring any unforeseen news or um, strange things coming up that I have to talk about, I'm going to be talking about nootropics and biohacking. So if you don't know what they are, tune on in. If you do know what they are, tune on in. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, get a hold of me. You have a million ways to contact me. And until next week, go eat a salad.